The Review Podcast. Oh yeah. my god. Here we go. <sighs> Welcome to the Review Podcast. My name's Anthony. And I'm Bree. And this is a podcast in which we review movies. And then we review movies. Yes, we do. We take a movie that one of us has seen at least one time. We watch it. We talk about it. Sometimes we get our schedule done on time, but sometimes life gets in the way. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh, we were supposed to release Gremlins uh, on Saturday. Um, last Saturday. Last Saturday. <laughs> and uh, I got the flu. Got the big flu. Uh, it was really bad. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever seen you knocked out quite as hard as you were when you had this rendition of the flu. Um, I'm still recovering from it, but... Uh, your eyes think- are bloodshot right now. <laughs> you are flu-less, but... Tired. Yeah, your eyes are quite I'm bloodshot. Like, I'm still recovering, and it doesn't help that I work a very demanding job. I'm on my feet all day. You gotta be all, on all talking day. Talking all day, yeah. being on all day. So, I was so bad, I took off Monday. So, it has to be bad if I take off work. Like, I, I never take off work. So, yeah, like, we watched this movie... A week ago from the day that we're recording this on a Thursday. And we were, we watched the movie last Thursday. Probably our fault that we didn't release the movie on or the, the episode on time because we were initially going to watch it over the weekend last weekend. And then life got in the way. Again. Life got in the way. And then we were going to watch it on a Monday, record on a Tuesday and then we got lazy and we didn't want to do it. So we said, you know, Thursday and Friday, we're going to be free. I can edit this thing. I can get it done on Friday. And then Brie got the flu. And it was bad. I got like a hundred. You started to feel kind of sick on a Thursday, but then it really hit you on Friday. Friday when I got home and then I was battling a hundred and two fever like all weekend. Mm-hmm. It was me versus the fever. Um, Who won? I did. Ha <laughs> ha. Fever. But I just I took a marker home anyway. Um, she pulled a marker out of her hoodie. Yeah, <laughs> just randomly. No, I teach first yeah. grade, and I was doing some test corrections. I must have my marker in my hoodie. Anyway, it was it was quite the bad flu. I have to admit, took me out for a whole weekend, so I'm behind on all my duties. Get my stuff done. We had to miss um anthony's stepfather's birthday party big big six zero mm-hmm. felt felt awful yeah felt awful because there's nothing you could do like i have the flu i can't go out i was mm-hmm. like yeah what are we gonna do get everyone else sick <sighs> you know and they were bar hopping and i was like no i'm not gonna bar hop when we're sick and you know when we don't even drink yeah, so like add yeah. an extra layer of we were going just because it's him and we weren't really going to drink. We're going to have like sodas at every place and eat at the first place. And then but then I got sick. So it was like I couldn't go. And then he was starting to feel sick. And then like we both couldn't go. And it's just 
It was a mess. And then like I felt this bad. weekend was so strange. It was like Twilight Zone. Kinda. It was it was a Twilight Zone esque weekend. And I know exactly what Brie was going through because I went through a similar sickness when I was in college where it's like you're in that weird haze, like that delirious feeling when you have the flu and you're just like bedridden and you're laying down and you're in and out of sleep and you're just like commiserating and your filth and your sweat because you're sweating so much and you're trying to sweat your sickness out, you would wake up and you were like, I'm so sweaty. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> there was like three times I woke up and I was drenched in sweat yeah. to, where I had to change. I was like, I have to change. I'm like, I'm soaking wet. Well, it's like, a t- I know exactly what you're talking about because it's, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's a type of sweat where it's like cold right yes it's like you wake up and you're just like i'm freezing because i'm wet right now and i it's the first time my fever broke i used aspirin to break it because i just had a really bad headache the second time my fever broke was because anthony bought me medicine the third time my fever broke was finally the last time my fever broke and it, it was didn't like come back. we were like worried for a second there because Every time your fever would break, it would come back. And we're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Do we need to go to the hospital or what? And we were, and there, I wasn't eating at all. No, and that not got, really. that got like scary because it was like, I had like a piece of toast. And I'm like, I'm full. Mm-hmm. Or like a little bit of soup, like a couple spoonfuls of soup. I'm like, I'm full. You'd have, yeah, you'd have like a toast and you're like, I'm full. And it was just like and I had like a cheeseburger. Yeah, and it was just like <laughs> overall, just like a not. I'm eating normal now. Oh, I made I made the best piece of chicken that I've ever made in my life in the air fryer. The piece of buffalo chicken. It was the juiciest, like well, like best cooked chicken I've ever made in my life. And I'm no cook, right? How good am I at cooking? Bad. I'm bad. I'm just bad. How I don't have at, the palate. How how good am I at cooking? Bad at it. <laughs> Very little good. But you know what? We're here. We're family. We're we're getting when you're here, you're family. Um, uh, we have not. Oh wait, we have one, two, three, seven days until we leave. For did our you have to count that in your head? Yeah. It's a Thursday. We leave on a Friday next oh. week. I wasn't it's even eight like days. I wasn't even doing like math. <laughs> you were like sitting there, like how many days? How left? many days do we got? Um, I measure I measure everything in school days, not weekends too. yeah no that's fair how is your how is your school day been my school day um it was you know i get there i do some work the kids come they stress me out they go to lunch well i no they go to recess and then i go watch the kindergarten because i work instead of eating i work i go and watch kindergarten's lunch and they're out of control. And then I go, when my class comes in, first grade comes in and they eat lunch and I watch them eat lunch and they're out of control. And then... Are you like accepting of the fact that kindergartners and first graders are out of control and like crazy? Or oh, you, yeah. Or you just like, they're they're just kids? Or do you be... Or are you like... Um, oh, well, first grade had... Everybody like, sit down. First grade had <laughs> 20 minutes of their lunch was silent. Uh huh. Because they just couldn't get it together. Kindergarten, I can forgive because they're little, and it's like a week ish till Christmas. First graders, they were kindergartners already. I already gave them grace. I was like, now you're in first grade, 
you should know. And they know how they're supposed to behave because when they have to eat silent lunch, they're silent. They know how to behave. It's just they choose not to. And I told them, I was like, I ain't doing that. Yeah. I ain't. I, I really am not. What's our motto this year? <laughs> I'm, I'm not the one. I'm not the one. <laughs> we, we've established this past week that that is got it that that's our motto this year is like we're both dealing with stuff in our schools that it's like i am not the one we have that we interpret that differently you're like how do you interpret that don't don't mess with me yeah well i and yeah you interpret that as like don't mess with me i'm not the one to mess with i interpret that as I am not the one you need to be yelling at right now because there are also, other people that deserve to be yelled at. That's similarly to my one. It's like, I ain't the one. Like, you want to yell at somebody? Go yell at someone who's not doing their job. Not me. Can I complain about something on the podcast? You've heard this ad nauseum. Go ahead. I'm dealing with a parent. Oh, my gosh. I I deal with a parent every day. So No, I never deal with, like obnoxious like not obnoxious have, but like confrontational parents. i have a parent who got into a car accident <laughs> yeah. with a parent helper this in my insane room. story you told me yesterday okay. <laughs> and it was the parents fault and it happened last week and the parents said when they the my parent helper that comes in my room said let's call the police my parents these, these people are gonna be on like judge judy or my something. parents said i don't have insurance on this car and so they didn't call the, the police. Comes in a couple days ago, irate my parent to the point where she had to get escorted out <laughs> of the school. That irate. There's no reason and to they ever had to be call, that mad they about. had to call the police. Yeah, there's no and reason, right? Now to they're that mad. forced to make a police report about what happened. And now the, the chi- her child cannot be helped by my parent helper my parent helper has to essentially ignore the child because the parent does not want the the them interacting and for you know just in case let's keep it i was like maybe my parent helper should just not be in my room anymore yeah i was like i told my parent helper i was like you should have called police right then and there i was like mom's out of luck like you don't got insurance you out of luck don't matter whose fault it was you waited. You didn't call the police when it happened. I was like, now it's too late. Was your parent helper truly at fault? Do it, you think? It, do, what it, do you think? I think my parent helper was at fault. <laughs> That's um, really funny. She was, she was backing up as my parent was pulling in. Did you see it happen? No. Uh, but the way she was explaining was my parent was pulling in to drop off her child. Uh-huh. And... My parent helper had looked behind her to back up, but start and started to back up, but the parent had gotten in there. So that's your fault. Like yeah. you didn't yeah, look totally. in your rear view the totally. whole time. Yeah. I was like, but mom didn't call the police when it happened, and what was mom's response when it happened? Like I'm just gonna drive off. No, they exchanged information. Okay, so my parent what's the conflict then? Shouldn't insurance. Does the, somebody not have insurance? Yes. Oh, my, yeah, you did My tell me parent that. <laughs> does not have insurance. Oh, no. And I said, well, now she's that's out of luck. That's your fault. Yeah. yeah you're out of luck. That's your fault, then. Like, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. You don't have insurance, so you ain't getting paid. Mm-hmm. Regardless. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now I'm getting it more. 
And so I'm on board. This is the drama. <laughs> yeah. The drama. And I knew exactly when the police were called. I was like, that's because my mom, the mom in my room, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. I tell everyone that will listen. I'm like, she's crazy. I was like, I don't mess with her. I don't. Have I you don't. had a bad interaction with her? Um, The one time all? I told her her child poked another child in the eye and then she laughed. Oh, this is the same mom? Yes. This oh, is... my God. You didn't tell me that that was the same mom. You've told me the story before about she how. She laughed and yeah. I said, it's not funny. Like the kid had to go home because he couldn't see out of his eye. Oh, wow. And she's like, well, sometimes people just have to learn. I was like, yeah, your child's going to learn that if he is that. a jerk no one's going to want to be his friend anymore. I have I have broken this child in. I have taught him manners. Mhm. Like he he does not listen to mom's eye for an eye at school. He doesn't. Any, not anymore. He did at the beginning of the school year do that. Mm-hmm. But now after being in my room for for a, like half a year, he finally gets it. You can't do that. Mhm. Yeah. And not get in trouble. Like sometimes he'll do little things, but I'm not like classic like, first grader yeah, behavior. Yeah, classic first grader behavior like run to the line and push on the way to the line. Like I don't care, I don't care. I'm like, I, some someday some kid's gonna deck him, and that's just what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's there's only so drama so much, based. And like, there's so much, only so much I can do because as a person I understand hit back, but as a teacher I can't say hit back. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't had a problem with this mom since that first interaction. I just don't allow her and me to be alone together. There always has to be another adult. So that's what you recommended in my situation. Yes. And in my situation, I never have like bad parents. I've never had a negative interaction with a parent in all the years that I've been a teacher. Um, I've always been like super cool with my parents, super positive with my parents. They've always been very understanding. And then like all of a sudden I got this one parent that, uh, for one of my students who has an A in my class as we wrap up the second quarter, you know, he, I think he had an A in the first quarter too. Like he's probably going to get an A for the semester and kid has an A in the class. Mom emails me. Well, he has a missing assignment. And I was like, yeah, but you know, I am on this point-based system where this is like a one-point assignment. It's not super detrimental to the kid's grade. Like, he missed it. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, but it didn't impact his grade all that much. He still has an A. And I'm trying to tell her, like, you know, he's an active participant in class. He's great. So I love the kid. Um, but then she, like... Oh, no. The first thing that she emailed me was we had an essay that was due this past Monday at two o'clock, like the moment that they step into my classroom. And she emailed me at like four. And she said, why haven't you graded this, basically? And I was like, dude, you got to give me a little what time. What am I, like a freaking yeah. robo? I, I, I politely said, like, I respectfully asked for patience as I try to put thorough comments and feedback on every student's assignment. Um basically saying give me give me like a couple days to do this and then i get the email back about the missing assignment address that and then she like links me to an email on her uh, cc's me on an email to the counselor about how i'm not communicating at all which is uh, a lie because i have been communicating with her throughout the entire quarter um so i went straight to the counselor and i was like 
I don't want this to sound, this is a very vaguely worded email that makes me sound horrible. And I just want to tell you everything that's happened and that I am, it's not true. And the counselor's like, yeah, yeah, I know, you know, this is going on. This is going on. Tell me about the relationship with the kid and, and the mom. And I was like, okay, yeah, I understand. I was like, also, I wanted your advice on how to word my response so that I don't come off as, you know, impolite or disrespectful because that's how I feel like she's taking my responses. And uh, the counselor's like, I think you just have to apologize for infrequent communication, even though you're not at fault and even though you didn't do anything wrong, just to get her off your back, apologize. But so she I, didn't get off his back. So I did apologize and I sent her a nicely worded email that was like, oh, I apologize for not communicating with you as frequently as I maybe should have and um, I'll do better about it in the future. If you'd like, I can send you a weekly or biweekly update on, on your student's progress in the class. And uh, that was not a good enough response, apparently, because I got an, a, a response, a ruder email. email that was like, um, I just can't understand why it's acceptable for a student to have a missing assignment and for you to not communicate with the parents. Please advise. At this point, I'm pretty mad. Uh, please shove it up your ass. I'm pretty mad about it. So. I typed up a response and I was like, I'm not going to send this. I'm going to go talk to my boss. Went to go talk to my boss. You know what my boss said? Ignore her. Stop talking to her. Stop talking to her because there's nothing you can say that is going to make her happy at this point. Um, I ain't the one. the The response that I got from a couple people in the building was stop talking to her. Just don't respond. Was that not my advice That's what you texted me. You're like, don't respond. And if she wants a meeting... Only do it when there's a third party involved. And I was like, that's a great idea. My boss said, I'm okay with that idea. And um, I don't think there will be a need for a conference. But I just deal with a lot like, of like. Oh, your kid has an A. What do you want me to do? Give him a super A? Mega A? $1,000? You want $1,000 too? that make you happy? Probably not. I'm just like. Couple teachers I, told me stop talking to her. I dealt with parents like this like all the time. I take like two weeks sometimes to grade stuff. I'm very quick because, in my grading well, too. I'm like you have within to, a couple You have to days. think how much work a first grader makes every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within all the content yeah. areas. And yeah. then times that by 22. And that's how much stuff I grade. It takes me a while to get through stuff, especially when we're busy. Like, I don't have... So we get 40-minute plan times. We get three of them mm-hmm. technically four but one is a meeting period this week we had a meeting on mon i wasn't at, at work on monday so i had two 40 minute plan periods but you have to also think i don't get full 40 minutes yeah i was like i don't eat lunch during lunchtime i gotta eat i gotta go to the bathroom because i haven't gone to the bathroom all day and it's like 120 and i haven't gone to the bathroom at all all day mm-hmm and you have to think about all the other stuff and having to talk to the principal about something and doing like making copies of stuff and making I, I maybe we'll grade like one thing during that time because mm-hmm. that's all I have time for. And I get to work early and I stay late and I but I'm working. I, I'm always working. So, yeah, parents are, though, very patient I, with me because I've will- had so many positive relationships with my parents. And this is the only one that I'm like, how 
How dare you? How dare you come at me? I'm not the one. I'm not the one that you need to be complaining. Your kid has an A. You know, I'm not the one that you need to be complaining about. Go go with the teacher that the kid is bunch of missing assignments. I think and the reason why my parents give me so much like leeway is I'm ve- I communicate all the time. Yeah. Anytime I, have I a, try my best. And anytime know? I have a concern about academic progress, parents know. But it's like I feel like this parent wanted me to send her an email or give her a phone call every single time the kid had a missing assignment or thought that that's how teachers should operate and it's like i have if like i if i gave an email something kids that's no. what i'm saying i have like a hundred and something kids if every kid had a missing assignment i i make an email and a phone call every single time kids didn't turn stuff in i would my whole day would be well i think that. about i run a i'm doing the secret santa i'm running a secret santa at my work people will tell me i didn't get my gift from last week so I'll email the people, the person who has them and be like, hey, your secret Santa didn't. It? And then I'll get a message back from that person. They weren't there on Friday. Well, who, how was I supposed to get to them? And I'm just like, I want to type back to the original person. And be like, why? Well, you didn't tell me you weren't in at work on Friday when they were going to give you your gift. She's, I was like, she's mimicking typing. I was like, you should have told <laughs> me that because how are they supposed to do it? Beam it to you. I was like, most people give gifts on Fridays. That's just like the nature of it. Uh-huh. I was like, so don't freaking email me until Monday, the Monday after. Right. To ask about your gift. I had one teacher who was gone Thursday and Friday the first week. It started Thursday. And they weren't there Thursday and Friday. And they text me over the weekend. I didn't get my gift. Yeah. And then I find out they weren't there Thursday and Friday. I'm like, well, how are they supposed to get get it to you? And I'm like, you made me yell at another adult, not yell, but like reprimand another adult. And you never told me the full story. I'm like, I'm done. It's almost over. I'm never doing this again. They're like children. Oh, my God. I'm like, why do I have to talk to adults about things? You know your responsibilities. If you forget, just give it to them on the Monday. Yeah. I was like, and if you didn't get a gift, just expect it to be there why on did, Monday. Why don't they communicate with each other? That's like, hey, I, I, I'll just give it to you Monday. Because of secret Santa. Oh, yeah. Secret Santa. So I have to field. I've. It's been like two people a week, every week. They're like. That's, and, so, that's and, so frustrating. And I'm like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Tomorrow shut up. after work, we're going to have like a holiday get together at um like a bar. And I'm buying appetizers. I'm only buying like a plate of shareables. And I told everyone, I was like, when they're gone, <laughs> they're gone. I ain't buying no more. I'm buying one plate of shareables. And You're I'm, using the school's budget, right? Or the well, committee's budget? The committee's budget. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to start a tab and end it right there. Uh-huh. I was like, I'm buying the food and paying for the food done. And then maybe buying myself something separate because I like me. And I don't drink. You know? Yeah. But oh my God, people get on my nerves. I can't. Anyway, how about, the, how about the idea that like we've basically stopped drinking? That we just like don't drink anymore. I just don't think it's fun. No, man. I was telling my mom this the other day. I was like, I ain't built for it no more. I'm, I cannot deal with the day after anymore. I can't do it. Like I'm my like, body's I- not equipped. I'm not in college mode. My body's not equipped for this I'm anymore. I'm looking forward to college. Going- I used to go like the whole weekend. It was being like nonstop and I'd be completely fine. 
Like, I'm looking forward to going to Florida and, like, maybe having one or two yeah, adult beverages. I like, I'm okay with casually drink, but, like, when, so my friend... But I'd rather have a Coke but like if our, I'm drinking So, a, a very good friend of ours got engaged a couple months back, mm. and we went to this engagement party, and I was drinking this thing called a beatbox, which is, like, an adult juice box, and it's, like, nine... I think it's 11% alcohol per volume. So, like, one is, like, oof, I'm feeling it. And then two is, like, I'm blacked out. <laughs> and so I had, like, two and a half. And I, like, kind of grayed out. And I was, like... I, I woke up. I We got home. I went to sleep. And I woke up. And I had the absolute worst hangover that I think I've ever had. It was maybe the worst hangover I've ever had. And after that, I was, like... I can't freaking do this anymore. Like, word to the wise. Just don't drink. My mm-hmm. gosh. I know it's fun and everything, but uh, gosh, if I have any people that I interact with that are listening to this right now, especially maybe some of my seniors that know of my podcast, it's like, guys, it's not It's not everything it's cracked up to be. It uh, find, find a different hobby when you're in college. And also, wait till you're 21. Drink responsibly when you're 21. Not anything under that. Hi, Bree. Hi. You're scrolling on your phone. I know, because you're talking. Yeah, I know. But remember last time when you did not have your phone? I know. Stop yelling at me. Let's get into it. Okay. Why don't we get into it? Um, What movie are we talking about today? Gromlins. Gromlins. Um, when was the first time you saw this movie? Too young to remember. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. I probably saw this movie when I was maybe like six years old. Like very young. Yeah. Very, very Do you think this is, so if, how old are your first graders? Like about six? Six six and seven. Probably around there. Do you think this is a movie that you would like be comfortable with them watching? Yeah, it's not like that terrifying. But like there's some aspects of this movie that are like genuinely horror. I know, but it's like not like... It's not realistic looking. It's like old school. No, it's definitely old school, but I don't think they would be not these kids. No. Oh, I mean we're so like twenty twenty two, it's like we're conditioned to yeah, they're not gonna be scared realism. Of it. Yeah. It's not if it's not realism, they're not gonna be afraid of it. Did you what did you think about the animatronics? You know, it's it holds up in my mind. I, Dude, I, I, I was think, like, I like this. Yeah, this, this I, good. I thought the same thing. I was like, God, the gremlins look so good. And they look so like um, what I would expect, like a, a monster. And it holds up in how almost 40 years later that the movie um, has been out. We're in 2022. Movie came out in 1984. And yeah, I know. Um <laughs> came out in 1984 and boy oh boy it like it still holds up i think the plot is like a little inconsistent at points but the look of the gremlins and like the animatronics still hold up and you know why that is why spielberg spielberg had his dirty little fingerprints all over this movie and it shows um I was on the IMDb page for Gremlins and I was reading through some of the trivia and some of this stuff is like super interesting. I won't go through all of it, but I'll read you a couple little tidbits here. Um, So originally Stripe and Gizmo were supposed to be the same character and the plot 
of the movie was like way, way, way darker until Spielberg came in and kind not rewrote it, but like inspired a lot of change to make the movie a little bit more like kooky, crazy and a kind of more family friendly a little bit. Because, like, there were going to be, like, brutal deaths in this movie. Like, the mom was going to get her head cut off and stuff like that. And, like, you know the scene where Billy walks in and helps mom fight off the gremlin? He was supposed to walk in and the head was supposed to roll down the stairs. The mom's head. And I was like, yeah, it's a little dark. It's a little dark, guys. So Spielberg comes in and kind of changes things up. And initially, Gizmo and Stripe were going to be the same character um, when Gizmo eats food and then turns into a bad gremlin. But when Spielberg comes in, set, insisted that uh, one of the gremlins remain a Mogwai and be like a good guy character. And in the process, inadvertently created like an entire uh, revenue of marketing by being able to market cute Gizmo to everybody and having everybody love Gizmo. So uh, there, there's a... There's a cool story behind that. Um, the guy who directed Joe Dante um, said that the decision was the reason why the film is so fondly remembered because audiences had a good gremlin to identify with. And that's I think that's super interesting. Um, one of the studio notes to director Joe Dante and Steven Spielberg upon seeing the first cut of the movie uh, said that there were too many gremlins. <laughs> and Spielberg uh, suggested cutting all the gremlins out and calling the movie People. <laughs> Um, let's see, there was, oh, um, the main actor, Zach Galligan, who plays Billy, recounted in an interview that the move, when the movie was made, there was no CGI, so all the gremlins were animatronic, and each cost between thirty and $40,000, and the studio was so worried about people stealing stuff that, um, they made security check the trunks and insides of people's cars to make sure they weren't stealing the gremlin animatronics. <laughs> Um, guess who voices my, uh, Gizmo? Who take a take a wild guess? I don't know anybody that could voice Gizmo. I don't know. You'll never guess it in your uh, life. Okay, then just tell me. Howie Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> I read that and I was like, "Wait, the Howie Mandel? Yes, Howie Mandel voices Gizmo because Gizmo speaks English sometimes." Uh, this is okay. So we're gonna get into it. He's like, "Bye, Billy." Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get into it so, because it's the the movie Gremlins starts. Well, there's a couple of more like okay go things ahead. that I think you're gonna be interested in in reading this. Um, I didn't know that this was a thing. So Gremlins is a PG movie, right? And do you know the the history of the PG thirteen rating? I don't remember. It's because of Gremlins. <laughs> it's because of Gremlins and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. I knew the thing about Indiana Jones. I thought Indiana Jones was the reason why they created the PG-13 rating because it was a little too violent for PG and people weren't comfortable taking their kids to it. But I didn't know Gremlins was like almost a it was an immediate response to Gremlins. Uh, I think it was like a few months later they instituted the PG-13 rating and like Spielberg fought really hard for it. Um, so, like, Spielberg's one of the main factors of why we have a PG-13 rating. And it's one of the most profitable ratings that there is. It's the most profitable, and it's the one that includes the most demographics. So, 
Gremlins is a direct response, uh, or PG-13 is a direct response to Gremlins. Um, some of the other things, uh, let's see what we have here. Um, the movie is written by Chris Columbus, who wrote The Goonies. He wrote, um, he directed two Harry Potter movies, as well as uh, the first two Home Alone movies. Um, so kind of interesting stuff. Um, the, God, what was I reading earlier that I thought was like super interesting? Um, oh, okay. Yeah, this was the interesting thing. Before they decided they were going to go with puppets and animatronics, the idea was to have the gremlins played by monkeys that had gremlin masks on. That's hilarious. Yeah. So Chris Wallace, who was the puppeteer, the guy who made the animatronics, um, suggested initially we use animatronics. They're like, no, we want to use monkeys. <laughs> and so um, as a compromise, the studio suggested a spider monkey in a suit. Um, which was tested at director Joe Dante's office. The animal went crazy, tearing apart the office and defecating everywhere. <laughs> and Dante, Joe Dante screamed at the trainer to get the animal in control and then asked Wallace, so puppets? <laughs> so uh, no monkeys. The monkey shat everywhere and ruined his office. How, what a terrible idea. I could have told you that wasn't going to work. Monkeys in a gremlin mask? That's a wild idea. That's a wild idea. So um, Gremlins is uh, obviously directed by Joe Dante, written by uh, Chris Columbus, and uh, starring a number of people, including Howie Mandel, for whatever reason. Um, created in 1984, becomes this huge, huge, huge thing. Pop culture phenomenon, right? Like, everybody loves Gremlins. I'm sure, like, every kid that's, like, our age or somewhere between the ages of, like, 25 and 35 has seen gremlins when they were a kid at some point have you seen the second one i don't know oh we might have to watch the second one a little bit later on it's fantastic it's an amazing movie um gremlins is considered a black comedy it's horror comedy and there was this big trend in the 80s that maybe started with american werewolf in london where we're doing horror comedy all the time. So you have things like Ghostbusters that comes out, which I think opened up on the same day as Gremlins. Uh, so you have like two horror comedies that open up at the same time period and are like massively successful. So we kickstart the horror comedy uh, trend with American Werewolf, Ghostbusters, and Gremlins. Um, what did you think overall of the movie? before we get into it in depth. I like this movie. I we we talked about it. We like didn't mind doing the Gremlins podcast a week later after seeing the movie cuz we're like gosh, we've seen this movie so many times that it just comes naturally. Yeah. Honestly. Um what do you think of Gizmo? I love him. We so love small. Gizmo. So cute. Closer to Mike. So small. There you so go. cute. There you go. We want to make sure the audio is good. All right. Um you want to get into it? Yes. So it opens up, Gremlins, with this weird voiceover that it's the dad. Rand Pelter. Talking about, like, you know, people and all this jizz jazz. He's just talking. I wasn't listening. I don't remember what I don't the remember opening what he narration. Said. I don't remember a week what he later, said. I don't remember. All I remember is, like, he's in Chinatown. And there's, like, stereotypically 
There's like racist stuff going on. Yeah, you know, a little mm. bit, but it's 1980s, so I don't know. He goes to this like basement shop and he's like looking around and he then comes up well, to there's this, a little boy that leads yeah him. the little boy leads him there and then you got little boy's grandpa dressed in a Stere- stereotypical stereotypical asian, asian man, man with a long gandalf-esque pipe and <laughs> this, 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 this white man trying to sell him his wear he is like wares from all around the world they're no they're well, eclectic he, Right. Wait, who has wares from all around the world? The Asian okay. man. Yes, Rand, Rand Pelter is, like, is an inventor, and he has all these like little gadgets that are like meaningless. None of he them. He has. Work. A, he calls it the bathroom buddy. He given a demonstration. The thing breaks. I was like, I, if I was, this, I'd be like, get out of my store. Do you not see all the gadgets? Like, I don't have no gadgets. Do you not see those? this literal shrunken head I was behind like, me? This is not a Walmart. <laughs> this is like a literal like like bizarre how do you think rand pelter would fare on shark tank not well all his inventions sucks and i i wrote know your audience dude this man sells oddities he doesn't sell like something like that gadgets like little gadgets that don't um then he says something about get rid of your dragon breath and i looked at anthony i said that's racist like that gives off racist vibes and then he hears like a little rustling mm-hmm. and it's a mogwai and he's like, perfect. I need a present for my son. This is perfect for my son. He makes it sound like his son is like six, six. <laughs> yeah. But then the son's like a college age person. Like he is an adult <laughs> with a job. I know. He's like he a bank teller. He works at the bank. <laughs> he's an adult person. I that, that was one part of me was like. I wonder if the character of Billy was a kid in the original draft. Maybe. <laughs> and like, okay, so then the, the grandpa's like, nah, like you can't know too many rules with the Mogwai. He's like, no, you're not you're not and, ready to respect the rules of the Mogwai. Uh, but he's like, I'll give you all this money. And the grandpa's like, no. And the kid's like, come on, grandpa. Like, we need that money. And so the kid sells the mogwai anyway. under the table sells yeah. the mogwai without his grandpa knowing and then where it's like this is a living creature obviously grandpa's gonna find out about it yeah and then we get a voiceover of all the rules which i appreciate i don't want a kid to tell me like i don't want it to be a conversation between the two of them just have a big voiceover as we're getting to the next part of the story Oh, really? You you, you yeah, like that so, rather than yeah, it just, being part of the dialogue? Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought, okay, just tell me what the rules are. Okay. I mean, that's different. Tell me the rules. Because normally we don't, would get that in, inside like, dialogue. The, the rules are don't get it wet. That's the first one. Don't get it wet. Then the second rule is... No bright lights. No br- bright lights could kill it. No bright lights is first. No bright lights. Yeah. Then don't get it wet. And absolutely... No, I repeat, no eating after midnight. But okay, so I'm gonna but, be that guy. But we're like, what? What do you mean? Because like every everywhere is after midnight. What I is think after just, midnight. I just mean? think he means like after midnight until morning, like when the day breaks. And the time zone that you're living in. In the time zone you're living in. Oh yeah, I guess. Um, and then we open on regular. The, the actor that played Billy. Uh, according to the imdb was like the first one to bring up well it's midnight everywhere at different parts of the day and the director was like shut up 
<laughs> basically shut, shut up, up. <laughs> it's like don't um, question it we open on regular schmegular town teen this is, uh, oh god what's the name of the town uh, i don't know and then you uh, have the name of the town is kin kingston falls and then we have teen and dog billy and dog oh that dog is dope um the car his car won't start it's covered in snow so he needs to go to work but his car is not starting and it's covered in ice and snow so of course he has to walk what do you think of billy in this moment because like he knew his car was gonna start from the beginning no 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 no, not not all that stuff but like the not not the immediate moment of him starting the car but like the character himself he's kind of like um so he's like a comic book artist too like he's good at drawing and uh we get this vibe out of billy that he is he he could do something really good and really great like he can be successful but he kind of like I, not that he doesn't believe in himself but he doesn't like like he's an underachiever so maybe reminds me of my brother oh gee you hey no like lives with his parents like is like does art and stuff but like not to the level or the, with the drive enough to like make a career out of it so then you t- start doing something else and that ends up being your career mm-hmm. that's literally my brother's life yeah um I wish they would have... No Mogwai, though. So I think this is where, like... I hate Knock in the movie because it's a classic, but I, I have a few notches on my badge where it's like... I wish that they followed up on things eventually when they bring them up. So, like, they established Billy as, like, this kind of underachiever. He could be great at something, but he chooses not to be. It's never really followed up on at the end of the movie. He's never like, hey, I'm really going to go for that comic book position. You know, I don't know if he should, if they should have done that. But there's a couple of different things that they do in this movie where they don't really follow up on it. There's the, um, so he works at a bank, right? And he works with this girl who, um, I forget her name in the movie, Lady Friend, um, Lady friend, we'll lady, lady friend that. who hates Christmas, and uh, there's this guy that works at the bank with him that like maybe used to be his friend, and is now like the vice president, and keeps telling Billy like you got to like put yourself out there, and he's like the Patrick Bateman like Wall Street guy. He's never brought up in the movie again. <laughs> he's it's the dude from um. They're not the point. No, it's what's, not people. But it's I'm saying, gremlins. but I'm saying, like, you, what was the act? What was he in that you brought? Santa up? Claus. Santa Claus. He's the, he the, the stepdad. Neil. The stepdad in Santa Claus, and Neil. he's in like two scenes of the movie, and then he's never brought up again. And he's made out to be like kind of a villain character, like kind of this asshole that's like, you need to be better. You need to be on my level, and then you can make like the real money, chump. And I would have liked to see him get his by the gremlins. And he never does. Unfortunately. But we're also introduced to, to like the real human villain of this oh, movie. Oh, yes. This evil lady who hates poor people. She is a real estate person and she also, no, she doesn't hate, well, she hates people, but she really freaking hates his dog. Oh, yeah. She wants to kill the dog and she comes in and like all she talks about is like different ways she's going to kill this dog. And I said, and I said, lady, like if somebody in, talk like that about my dog, I'm like you want to know, who's I'm going gonna, gonna to brain. I'm him. like, you know what's going to happen? <laughs> I'm going to freaking hang you up by your toes upside down until your toes fall off. Touch my dog. I was like, that'll be the last thing you ever do in your entire life. I know. I was like, lady, if you touch my dog, I'm going to kill you. 
Oh God, he's barking right now. He heard us talking about him. Um, I would I would be much more defensive of my dog than Billy is, and I get like there's a power thing dynamic there where it's like we don't want to piss off the rich lady, but I want Brainer. Gee, lady, stop talking about my dog, or like I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> and the dog's just like being a dog. He did so go. It's a good dog. He just he did go after her though at one point, but that's because she was like getting. Dogs in- can sense when you're like a bad person. I know. I think dogs can do that. Do you think Kaido? Can, well, Kaido loves everybody, but Does I've he? had dog. I've had dog like Champ, my former dog. He he could sense when people were like up to no good. Bisco can sense when people are up to no good. Mm-hmm. He like is the sweetest dog ever. But one time, my mom took Bisco to the dog park, and then this guy without a dog was going to come into the dog park, and my mom was the only person in the dog park with the dog, and Bisco went like crazy like snarling barking growling and so the guy didn't come in and yeah um my mom got bisco steak that day he got raw steak (laughs) Um, my mom cooked him the steak but then he also ate the other steak (laughs) raw did he was he he was a good boy was he given that raw steak or did he he steal it it? He he stole it but he good boy um so she's like a classic Christmas villain, this lady. Yeah. She's like Scrooge. 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 I said, it reminds me of It's a Wonderful Life. Um, And they were watching right. It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Okay. And they were watching It's a Wonderful Life. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's like a bunch of callbacks in this movie to like different things. So like you brought up It's a Wonderful Life. There's a lot of callbacks to E.T. in this movie. Um, Like they're watching Snow White later on. There's like the Indiana Jones font in different places. Um, I thought that the movie like very, very much bordered on satire in a way where it's like we're making fun of things and it is a black comedy. It's a horror comedy movie. But at a point there's like the gremlins are like making fun of pop culture in a lot of oh, different yes. ways. Yes. Yeah, so there's several times the like the gremlins say stuff that is pop culture. Yeah, like there's hi ho, hi. Like they're doing the. There's one that's wearing Mickey ears in the background, and um, there's some other stuff. Like they do the ET thing. There's like pop culture satire in this movie. Um. Well, Dad comes home, and he gives Billy the gift, and we see Gizmo, and he's so cute. I wrote, "Jesus, take the wheel." I was like, "This is the cutest," like thing ever and i asked you this earlier on and yes. i'm gonna bring it up they again look like furbies podcast. to me so gizmo the gizmo is the inspiration for the furby i, I researched it that. is yes oh my gosh mm-hmm. i was like you know this reminds me of furby yeah i I, like, I found that out in my research today i would kill for a furby do you remember uncut gems when uncut he gems. has the golden furby i just like the diamond I, furby i want a cute furby i don't want no ugly furby i want a cute furby when were furbies a thing 90s was it the 90s because like i kind of remember furbies but like not, i think they were a 90s toy it was maybe after my time I, it was definitely it's like before my time it was like my sister's time your older sister yeah yeah she's five years older than me mm-hmm. like my my brother too yeah so um, it's like that age that's because in- i know my brother had some furbies my sister had a furby and she kept it in her closet and it um, so one time made noise when, <laughs> in her closet when no one was. Are like, Furbies like with it. so? You know how some Beanie Babies are still like really valuable. I don't know if Furbies are valuable. 
I was. Yeah, I don't think you can ask. get a Furby though. Let me check. Keep talking. No, I think I don't think you can get Furbies. So they have to be valuable. They're collectors' items at this point, right? They I have guess. to be Furby. So, as Bree is looking up the thing about the Furby, um, oh my God, one hundred and forty nine dollars for a Furby, which is like a regular common Furby for the Furby Connect friend. What the hell is that? This thing. I don't know what that is. That doesn't look like a traditional Furby. It's a Furby. They don't have like traditional. Oh my gosh. No. These ones are like $5. Well, some of them don't have prices. Because they're probably unavailable. Yeah. Someone send me a Furby. We'll get a P.O. box. Send me one. Yeah. Send, send us me gifts. A, send me a Furby. Um. Anyway, so dad tells Billy. The rules. Who is an adult man who just got a Mogwai. And you think he would, like, be able to follow these rules? Well, he kind of does. The gremlins trick him d- well, in no. different ways. He, the, the, he has this, like, this little young, young <laughs> companion. Yeah, this, like, little kid that's, like, his best friend. Which is this weird. weird Which is, I, think I, this is, I think Billy, Billy was, was supposed, supposed to be, to be like, a kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the little kid's played by Corey Feldman. And... Uh, Corey Feldman plays like the little kid best friend in every movie. He's like in the Goonies and he's in like Friday the 13th. He's Tommy Jarvis. Um, so dad tells Billy all the rules and he's like, you can't give him, you can't get him wet. And then I looked at you and I said, well, how does he live? You can't how give him water. How do he drink? Yeah. How does he drink anything? I was like, well, eat, is eat, it water, water is in food. Water's in food. That's getting him wet. Right? Like he has saliva. That's getting him wet. Okay, just shut I'm, up. Am I thinking about it too much yes, or did they not think about it enough? Yes, you're thinking about it too much. And the fr- the little kid accidentally knocks over like a a cup of water and all these little Gizmo, like fur balls. Gizmo pop gets out wet of and he like is in pain and these fur balls pop out. And oh, but like before this even happens, I wrote down some stuff about like billy bonding with gizmo oh yeah and like like the little moments that he has like they sleep together with the dog and everything it's like the cutest thing in the world and gizmo like is intelligent oh yeah gizmo is like a functioning thing like he's not a dog where you have to like monitor gizmo all the time and no i would i would liken gizmo to like an intelligent being like maybe like a six-year-old I would say even more than I would like maybe a ten year old. But like so I'm I'm gonna push ahead with I'm gonna skip around for a minute, but to make my point about this, I think Gizmo would be maybe like a ten to twelve year old because when they spill the water on Gizmo and all the other little mogwais pop out of him, they're all in a box and they're all like begging for food. And so when Billy finally gives him food, he offers Gizmo one and Gizmo's like No thanks. No. He's like, I don't want it. Because Gizmo knows what happens, you know, like he's intelligent enough to be able to refuse and take responsibility for himself. Well, I like these new um, Mogwai that pop out of Gizmo are like meaner. They're more cunning. They're conniving. They're mischievous. They want to be gremlins. Yes. They're actively pursuing transforming. Yes. And we oh, can get. We, can we talk about the scene where Billy tries to use that orange juice maker? Oh my god! And he completely fucks up that kitchen. Oh my god! And we both looked at each other and were like, 
I would just walk away from that mess because I'm. I, can I you imagine not being? Even know where to start. Can you imagine being like the wife? If you started making inventions, and like something, but like, she's like the the mom is like trying to be nice to Dad I, Peltzer. I would never stroke your ego that much. I'd be like, get this effing junk <laughs> out the fuck. Like kitchen. none of the, they have these inventions, these kooky inventions everywhere. None of them work properly, especially this freaking orange juice maker. Can we talk about the egg cracker? The one that has a little thing that yeah, it's just like the eggs just like fell in the bowl. Yeah, it's like tell him it doesn't work. Maybe he can fix it. But they all don't work. <laughs> but I'm saying like so. Billy uses this orange juice thing, and it just explodes. It everywhere. explodes everywhere, all over this white kitchen. And I, I made a mess once inside of our microwave. I had something exploded inside of our microwave, and. That was like a confined area, a small area. And you wanted that to kill yourself. I, I was like, I'm I'm not cleaning this. Like, this is going to take forever to clean. Imagine that being the entire kitchen. I, I would move. I would move. There's no <laughs> way you can physically clean all of that up. And Billy just walks away from it like, eh, it's all right. You know, it's just all another casual. Day. Yeah. <laughs> just another day. Um, But we get like these creatures trick Billy into giving them food. But so there's one even leader. Bef- even before this stripe is the leader. There's a stripe is the leader and he's the more cunning of them. He ties up the dog like he does bad things before you we establish that this gremlin or this mogwai is bad and he's tying up the dog and things. He's like cutting off wires to things. And um, as as a local uh historian brie as i have my degree in history and i teach history there's a little historical context here do you know where the term gremlin comes from no it comes from world war ii um the the british believe they had there was a mythology or a folklore that came out of um the british military of like british machinery not working because like there's a little gremlin in there there's like the planes like they don't work because there's a gremlin in the engine or something um so it was all about like these little creatures that fuck with machinery. And like, what do these gremlins do the entire movie? Fuck with everything. Yeah, they like destroy machinery. They cut wires to things. And like, that's how they become mischievous and like get their way. So like, Stripe cuts like the clock. He cuts the clock wire. And so Billy doesn't know that he's feeding them past midnight because it stays at like 1130. So he feeds them and then they cocoon. Yeah, like alien-esque cocooning. cocooning. It's disgusting. <laughs> and they take... Oh, there's one... Okay, so let's backtrack a little. Yes. One of them they give to the, the science teacher. The local biology so teacher. So he can do experiments. But that one also eats because they're night. Because they're like, I don't know what the hell these things are. And like, I'm, Billy's like, I'm really confused at like why this happened to Gizmo and what's going on. Maybe you're a biologist. Figure it out. Come on, scientist. Science. <laughs> Science it. And so they put this little mogwai in the, in a cage. And the biologist is like, um, he's, he's doing his research and he leaves a sandwich on the table and walks away. And the little mogwai eats the sandwich. So at the same time, all the gremlins have just eaten food past midnight. And they all cocoon and they all go through metamorphosis. And I don't know where we go next. Um, and then uh, some stuff happens, but I just skip straight to them hatching. Um, 
I'm well. The biologist is like straight up torturing this mogwai. Oh, before I felt cocoons. so bad yeah, he's for like it. Sh- putting a shot. I mean, like they were ba- they were bad. Like these were the mischievous ones. But again, I was like, you're torturing these guys. So we don't. So all the all the mogwais cocoon, and then when they hatch, it's like this. Now it's a horror movie yes. for like this little period of time. It's a horror movie because they keep the gremlins like the designs hidden from us, and they are just like, oh, it's scurrying around. So the you know? one that hatches in the biology lab is the one we encounter first. We don't see it, but we see the aftermath of like the biology teacher gets killed. And then Billy is sees it open event like and like it's has like these long, scary fingernails. And so Billy's like, so the entire time my, you're watching they're cocooned the movie. up in my room. And he calls his mom, mom, get out of the house. And so like. If you're watching the movie for the first time and you have no idea what this movie is, like, you're just like, holy crap, what does this fucking thing look like? You know? And then you worry for mom because she's in to the, like five of them, right? Yeah. And But mom is such a Mom is a badass. Bad so not, she liquefies one in the she, juice well, maker. They, she's using all of these like defective gadgets, gadgets that are in the, It was a cool callback is like introducing all these defective gadgets <laughs> and then using them. Yeah. She liquefies one. She stabs another. She microwaves one. And she, kill, then, she kills three of them. There are five total. And one gets one gets, one gets away. And into the fire. Yeah. she kill, I think she kills three of them, right? She kills one and then they tag team one in the fire. Okay. So four, four. die. Four and die. Stripe is the one that gets, gets away. away. And the other one. So two get away. Mm-hmm. The one from the biology lab and Stripe. Yeah. And then um, we were earlier in the movie were introduced. Oh, I got to go back to something. So like Billy has this lady friend whose name I can't remember. Yeah. And she hates Christmas. Yeah. There's like a side love story. There's a side love story, which is very cute and uh, romantic. But she explains like why she hates Christmas. Did you catch this she says something about her dad uh dressed up as santa oh he goes he dresses up at santa and like he then he disappeared and then one day they were cold and they started the chimney and started to smell and so they called and it was like his rotting body yeah, in there? his rotting corpse he had decided to go down the chimney and he got stuck i was l- listening to that i'm like that is the darkest thing i've ever heard ever <laughs> And they just like shoved it in this Gremlins movie. Like that could have been a movie itself. I know this is like the darkest thing in the world. That is maybe my only gripe with the movie is I don't think that they should have had that Santa thing. And Spielberg wanted to cut it out because uh, he's like, this is too dark. But they insisted to put it in. And I think that um, he was right. You shouldn't have I think that it. they should have cut it out because it didn't fit with the overall tone of the movie. It's like maybe the only thing like, that's inconsistent. Fu-? I remember like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then she says something like, Christmas isn't great for everybody. While some people are opening their presents, other people are opening their wrists. And I was like, Jesus Christ, lady. Like, you're a ball to hang out with. <laughs> like, ooh, but you're fun at parties. Yeah. <laughs> um, then the, uh, so they, she, they she follow. She works at the local bar as yes. well, which is going to come into play. Um, Stripe goes to the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the um, YMCA. And he jumps in a pool. Oh, Worst no. case scenario. Worst yeah, case so scenario. there's like a bajillion gremlins so terrorizing it is the like town. So many gremlins. It's a stop motion like scene. Where where like all the gremlins are like in a horde. And I looked at Brie. I was like, this is amazing right now. 
I um, love stop motion. You hate stop motion. I love stop motion. And then motion. that one guy, they start with torturing this one guy, and it's like he is very um He's like xenophobic. a drunkard. He's a drunkard and he's like a xenophobic of He's like my people. TV. Damn Damn foreign TVs. Damn foreign this foreign machinery. Um uh and the gremlins take his like his car, his truck. His no, it's pickup truck. It's a some kind of equipment. Yeah. I forgot. I don't know what you're Yeah, it's it's some some kind of of like yeah, tractor. Tractor. Yeah. Um and he's like, Oh, the uh, real gremlins. The gremlins are real or something like that. Oh yeah, she gets yeeted out the window. Oh, it's hilarious. That she thinks that she has carolers and she opens the door and it's the gremlins singing outside and she's like, Ah and she goes so- she runs to her electric like um ele- like elevator chair up to the second floor but she goes to like start the chair and it yeets her so hard <laughs> out the window i mean this bitch flies like, kills out the window. her from like just impacts. yeah um so there's a story about the um chris chris wallace the puppeteer uh who's creating the animatronics the moment that he finally figured out like what this movie was a what like really was was the moment that he had to design the gremlins wearing uh people clothes as the carolers and he's like I get it. They're people. They're parodying people. <laughs> and like it was the moment the light bulb went off for this guy is like, yeah, this is like they are a, like the gremlins are a commentary. And so the gremlins are like terrorizing this entire town. They're um, creating chaos in the in the bar. Right. That the lady yeah, works the, in. The, she they're had, playing poker, they're playing poker and they're playing video games. One of the gremlins has a gun. Yeah, I was like, oh no, the gre- it's a shooting gre- at A us. gremlin shot another gremlin. Yeah. Just- they're absolute agents of chaos. Yeah. They're like hyenas. They're mischievous. They're cunning. They're uh, chaotic. And they're like hanging off wires and things. They're laughing at themselves. Like they're just being dickheads. And we get our Billy rescues her from the bar. Um, by shining a light, like a car light in there. And all the gremlins, we get them all to go to one place. So the gremlins, would you consider them animals? Yeah. Because they're also like sentient, intelligent things. I it's know. like some of them can even speak. It's, it's I, hard. They're weird. It's weird because it's, like it, an alien it's mythical a little bit. Mythical, and- alien. I don't know if I would consider them animals. It's kind of, it's in the same realm as E.T., well, E.T. is an alien. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the same realm. It's sentient. It yeah. has feelings. It has emotions. It has thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all... the empathy. Yeah. Well, not the gremlins, but Gizmo, Gizmo has empathy. Um, so we have all the gremlins go to the movie theater. And they're all watching Snow White and, and Stripe, going crazy. Stripe wants some snacks. So he is the only one who leaves. What does he keep saying? Gizmo caca. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... Billy and um, Gizmo and the lady friend blow up the movie theater. Yeah. And we think, oh, we got rid of all the gremlins. But then we see Stripe and uh, Gizmo Gizmo goes, oh, no, like pretty much. Yeah. And so then ensues this. They're going to a store to try to get Stripe. 
get rid of the last one. Because if he makes it to the pool, it's just going to restart. Yeah, if he gets to the pool, he's just going to restart. So it's like this battle inside the store. And but like Stripe, so Stripe is using all of the toys that are yeah, in the store to combat a Billy. Chainsaw, mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I, I love that they gave the gremlins weapons. That's yeah. like terrifying to me. It's like not only that's is like this if, like a, that's a like destructive if a, animal. Like uh, you give a chimpanzee. Yeah, when the, those videos of like those people in like uh, I don't know these like militant people in like uh, Africa or something that like think it's funny to give a chimpanzee an AK or something, and then like what happens when it starts shooting? Oh crap! <laughs> the monkey's got a gun. <laughs> and there's a fountain in this. The gremlins are already like horribly dangerous yes. by themselves and like if one a scratch if they scratch you they'll kill you they have long nails right like they're crazy um super strong to uh, giving them a chainsaw is like overkill a little bit, yeah. but i love it um so there's a fountain in the store and now we we are under the like billy and gizmo and the dog um and the girl versus stripe trying to get him before he gets wet Mm-hmm. Gizmo drives a little car. We have like a little race, like scene. He like drives off he's a ramp little, yeah, and like toy car. it's like so adorable. And That's we, all Spielberg, baby. That's and all Spielberg. We do end up getting Stripe and defeating Stripe, and we have like this moment where like oh everything's okay now. And Gizmo gets to go back home with Billy. Oh, so when they kill Stripe, that's like a legit hor- scene out of a horror movie. Like yeah. they melt that guy like Indiana Jones. Yeah. He's... Like the Nazi that gets his face melted by opening the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, they gets... melt the crap out of Stripe. But yeah, they, they're like, oh, okay, everything's great. And then they're at home and there's the news is on. And there's a couple things that are mentioned in the news that are like, you can barely hear that it's in passing but they mention that it was rioting. Yeah. It, they don't they say don't, anything about the gremlins. Yeah, they don't recognize it as a gremlin. Thing. And they also report the death of that one lady. And there's a subplot about the lady wanting to get rid of the bar that the lady friend works at. Um, but and they want to make it a historical down. monument. The bar burned down. The bar burned down. But now that that lady's dead, the real estate contracts are expired or something it's like in passing they start talking about like this backstory and then we get we think oh everything's gonna be okay and then we get the um the store owner Chi- yes from chinatown the chinese man from the and he's like i'm here to take gizmo. he just like shows up yeah, in their house he's, and I was like, oh we just like don't he's announce. like i'm here to take gizmo you're not ready and he looks at billy he's like one day you might be ready but right now you're not Mm-hmm. and Giz- gizmo gizmo is bonded with yeah. billy i thought it was cute gizmo calls the old man papa yeah yeah i was like that's so freaking cute that's his dad <laughs> but then i'm like oh my god this man bought gizmo and took him away from his but dad like, Bil- billy isn't gizmo's dad billy's just gizmo's friend yes that and that's a very clear relationship that they have right like this isn't like kaido is my son gizmo is billy's Friend. friend yeah like that's not you're not the you're not the mogwai's parent also this mogwai is old and probably smarter than you how old do you think gizmo is that probably hundreds Ageless. hundreds yeah. of years old mm-hmm. ageless do you because, think this is this because, has probably happened before yes. this whole gremlin debacle 
Yeah, it's, I think this man has been through it. The yeah, this little store owner. Yeah, guy. he's been mm-hmm. through it. Um, he takes him. Gizmo gets to like say goodbye before he leaves. And but the the store owner says something like criticizes Western culture too. Yeah, you guys. And liked- it's at that point we like realize what the actual like theme of the movie was. This is a commentary on how Western culture takes nature and takes like eastern tradition and just like completely exploits it it and messes it up and makes it this like horrific monstrous thing yeah so overall like we did just that we made furbies right oh brie you're bringing up something that i didn't even realize we made furbies yeah we did the thing they said that we do yeah that's crazy it's the 80s after all because we do do that Mm-hmm. Um, yeah we do that uh, a but lot. i i like this movie just because it's like it reminds me of my childhood the soundtrack is so good too and that, like that piece of music everyone's seen it like everyone i know seen it yeah the only people that i i've met that haven't seen it are like my freshmen when i was talking about it with them some of them are like no i haven't seen gremlins i'm like you need to watch you need to watch gremlins and then you need to go watch gremlins to the new batch because it's so good um gremlins to the new batch is a movie in which you can tell nobody nobody cared <laughs> like they cared but they also didn't care um so uh gosh there was one other thing i wanted to talk about but i forgot what it was mm. i don't know must have not been important oh um they haven't made a new gremlins movie in almost 40 years and do you think that they should do you need to it holds up no it does hold up but i was thinking about it on the car ride home today and i was like god a like a third gremlins movie in 2022 would be great do you think that they would go cgi with it or do yeah you, you do you don't think that they would go well you know maybe they would do puppets because like with chucky they still like do the, the resurgence stuff. of puff puppetry yeah. and like high tech puppets. And they did CGI Chucky and uh, Curse, and it looked horrible. It looked terrible. Sometimes nothing can really like stand up to a good like puppet. I'm still saying these Gremlins look great in this movie. Like legitimately looks so good, and it holds up. Um, they might CGI if, the Mogwai. If they do, you can make a Mogwai absolutely the most adorable thing you've ever seen in your life. I'm gonna put you on the spot. If you're if you're gonna make a third Gremlins movie, what are you doing? How do you format this thing? Do you put it in modern day? Do you make it a prequel? Like, what do you do? You put it in modern day. Yeah. And you do like she's thinking. She's in her thinking chair. I don't know. I I I I'm thinking about when I saw Lyle Lyle Crocodile and it was like in the back room somewhere. What? Were you talking about? Like it never mind. I <laughs> I don't know. It's in the back. What does that mean? Lyle was in a, the back room at a pet store. Oh, like a different Mogwai besides Gizmo? Like in the in the back room somewhere there was uh like Lyle was in the back room. In the back room somewhere, there's a Mogwai. Like, we can return. We can have the return of Gizmo. I think there should be, like, a Mogwai that stemmed from Gizmo that someone has. Oh. 
Oh, that would be cool. And so it's already devious. Like it already. Oh, has, you you want an already devious Mogwai? Like someone gets it as a pet, uh-huh. and then it it starts off sweet, but the, it starts doing more and more things. Yeah, and keeps begging for food after midnight, and eventually it gets it. And and then you know, gremlins. Yeah, and then gremlins. <laughs> and then like traditional. And gremlins. we need to have actual kids. Have I think pet. it's got to be a kids led movie. It has to be to be terrifying. It has to be a kid who has this as yeah. a pet. And I, we're not capitalizing on Stranger Things. We're not capitalizing on like it. But I think that it, it it's got to be kids. Kids have to be dealing with this. This yeah. has to be something kids are dealing with. Yeah. And I'm gonna throw out an idea. Found footage Gremlins movie. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. He's been talking about this. Like I think it'd for be fun years. All I'm picturing is them film like the kid. If it's a kids led movie, you're going to see a lot of like, I, I think it should be. Um, You remember Chronicle? Yes. And how Chronicle was like, sometimes they had the camera, but like other times you would see like security footage or a different camera that was somewhere. I think we can tell the story with not just one camera, but multiple found footage cameras. Um, you can maybe tell the story a little bit in terms of like kids posting on TikTok about the Mogwai, you know, going viral because of the Mogwai. Or you can have a scenario in which the gremlins are all like causing chaos and they have a camera, <laughs> you know, like someone give these gremlins a camera and just like have them throw it around. <laughs> that, that would be great. That would be such a fun thing. I think that would be so cool. Maybe. But I think the era of found footage is like kind of over. But maybe we'll get into that later when we get into our uh, eventual found footage uh, <laughs> sub John. I don't know what we're going to do. I, and where the future I is the, f- the future. Open. Um, all right. Well, I feel like uh, do you have anything else you would like to add to the movie? Not that I could think of. I thought it was good. I thought I think it's one of those. It's ha- a Christmas. I think uh, it's so- a have to watch movie do you think it makes it on the list yes because it's, so it's a have to watch movie yeah it's classic um is it a christmas movie yes it takes place on christmas oh yeah this is a christmas movie 110 percent. 110 percent. chris columbus the guy who writes it wrote a number of christmas movies too he wrote the home alone movies um or not maybe not wrote it but had involvement in the home alone movies which are christmas movies uh he had involvement in jingle all the way christmas with the cranks like, this is a Christmas guy. He likes Christmas. He loves Christmas. What can we say? Some people do. Yep. Not me. Well, well yes, yes, me. Come on, Brie. Yes, me. <laughs> Love Christmas. Um, okay. Well, why don't we wrap it up? Uh, I would love a Gremlins prequel, too. I think that would be Where fun. Where does it come from? Uh, that's what I Space. asked you when we were Space. Space. when we were watching the movie. I'm like... Do you think it's good to have like the gremlins shouded in this like mystery space, of space, what space, it space, is space, and space, where space. it came from? Or do you think we need the explanation? You don't need prequel? the explanation. But no. if you did a prequel, the only thing that makes sense is space. Or it's just a creature of nature. It hasn't been discovered yet by scientists. Okay. Uh, why don't we wrap it up? So we haven't slight announcement preliminary announcement to make so next week we will be doing and releasing elf elf and then we will be doing our reviewees, reviewees which is um 
like a capping off of the review podcast. We'll we'll consider our best, our most favorite movies that we, um, we'll, and our we'll, least favorite. movies. It won't be a long podcast. I'm but thinking we'll be, like forty five minutes. But we'll on just that talk one. about our favorite movies, movies we didn't like that much, and it's gonna get us into our next like phase of podcasting, which we hate to say it, but we're going to. We are rebranding. We are rebranding the review podcast. We have realized that we would like to only um partake in the horror genre so i'll be very transparent brie and i don't always see eye to eye when it comes to non-horror movies the only thing that um and and it's fine if we don't see eye to eye but sometimes like i'll pick a movie and i don't want to watch it and she doesn't want to watch it or she'll pick a movie and i don't want to watch it but the only thing that we seem to like really genuinely like want to watch together because this is something that we do together like this is this was never an idea the podcast was never an idea for us to make money off of to profit it's just like a bonding activity yeah it's it's something that we do together to watch movies together and it was uh conceptualized off of an idea of when we watch movies we just talk about them like why don't we just put it on the microphone you know um so we we realized very quickly that like during the summer we enjoyed a lot of like the Adam Sandler movies and stuff like that and the Meryl Streep movies but we often didn't uh have fun <laughs> watching them and talking about them it, it felt like more of a job when we were doing that and we don't want this podcast to feel like a job so we're going to be rebranding as a like a horror movie, scary movie podcast. And that doesn't mean that we won't watch like Gremlins is kind of a horror movie, but it's kind of not. It doesn't mean we have to st- we can't go into horror comedy. Right. It doesn't mean we can't go into slasher. It can't mean we can't go into like splatter. A little bit of every everything. It's, I mean, you don't like splatter, but we're I'm going to force you to watch some splatter. But we're just we want this to not be a job. Yeah, and the only thing that we truly like really love watching together and talking about are horror movies. So I know that there are like a bajillion horror movie podcasts out there. I listen to many of them, but I think that's the direction that we enjoy going in. And we're not going to do something that we don't enjoy. We're going to do something that we have fun with and that we like. And if people want to listen to it, then great. Cool. You know, if you don't listen to it. Cool. Great. Yeah, it's up to you. Um, so we have not this. We are changing our name, but we haven't decided on. We have some ideas. A name uh, as of yet, but that'll come soon. Starting in the new year, the first uh, pod of January uh, twenty three will be our rebranding. Um, yeah, we're not going to tell you when we're going to be the new pod, like when the podcast is going to start back up again. Because we got to figure out what time we have in the new year. Because yeah. we're, we're busy in January. But I don't foresee us taking an extended break. Um, I don't foresee us like, you know, when we did, after we got married, we took like a month off. And we've been kind of struggling to get back on track afterwards. But we are going on our honeymoon. Yeah. We don't know how we're going to feel after. But we're probably going to get right back into it. But I don't want to promise a date and not make it. That's right. the whole thing. Right. So I uh, I just want to make that announcement that we are rebranding. We will be a strictly horror movie podcast name unknown right now, um, but that's coming in 23. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for it. 
Yeah, we're looking forward to it and hope you stay along for the ride with us. Yeah, but next week we will have Elf, which will be our last non-horror movie that we talk about. Elf, it could be a horror movie if you position it the right way. But um, it'll be the last non-horror movie that we talk about. It'll be the end of an era for the review podcast, but also the start of a new era that we're excited to go into. So uh, with that, uh, Bree, where can, where can we find us? You can find us on Instagram at review, review underscore, underscore pod, pod. Um, which that will have to be rebranded. We'll change it, yeah. I'm thinking we're going to have fun with the rebranding because I think... We've uh, had some ideas floating around. I think and... we're going to have to be more involved on the Instagram, do yeah, some more promotional little, stuff. That, I'm, that's um, my plan for you 23. You can email us at review um, podcast one at Gmail. Um, Where can I don't, we find you? Uh, you can find me. Well, first you have to f- go to a little shop in, yeah, in Chinatown. <laughs> And then I'll be in a cage somewhere. Oh, yeah. In a in a box. <laughs> in a, and I'm in a box. Yeah, no sunlight for Bree. No. Don't feed me after midnight. Don't get me wet. <laughs> Those are fair rules. When fair comes- rules. No bright lights. Yeah. Um Okay, so uh, that'll do it for us here at the Review Podcast. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, what have you. If you like what you listen to, rate us that five stars. Leave us a good comment. Um, and we will be back next week with Elf. So we'll see you then. Doop, 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 doop. The Review Podcast, yeah.